0: Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the 21 News Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell. We are now two weeks away from the midterm elections and while momentum seems to continue shifting back and forth a little bit with the latest swings seeming to show a resurgence among the Republicans in many states, the race for Ohio's open Senate seat remains locked in a tie. With us to discuss the brand new latest poll from Siena Research and Spectrum News is Dr. Don Levy of the Siena Car. College Research Institute. Doctor, thank you for being with us.
1: Great to be with you.
0: So, the two newest polls out there's two out today. There's the, the Siena College one, and there's also a Marist poll, and they both show Tim Ryan and JD Vance locked in a tie, not a, you know, within the margin of error tie. I mean, exact numbers tie. Um, one is 46 46, one is 47 47. Neither's clearing 50%, and neither seems to be tied to their own party's national fates. So I'm just going to start by asking what you make of the latest numbers. Well, this one
1: couldn't be closer. I mean, we polled this race uh, a month ago. At that point in time, we had Congressman Ryan up by three points over J.D. Vance. uh, But that's closed. And as you point out, this one couldn't be closer. Not only is it 46-46, but if you look under the hood, it's the exact same number of people that we polled who prefer each candidate. So clearly... Uh, Ryan has control of the Democratic vote, 92 to 6 amongst Democrats. Vance has the Republican vote, 90 to 7. And Ryan currently has a small lead, 5 points amongst independents, because, as you know, there are more self-identified Republicans than there are Democrats in the state of Ohio. Interesting to note, uh, a month ago, Ryan led by 12 points amongst independents. So it does appear that it's swinging a little bit towards the Vance camp. Uh, Ryan's three-point lead has evaporated.
0: So, do you, I mean, do you think Ryan so far has been overperforming or is Vance underperforming? I mean, what are people telling you their, their motivations are here?
1: Well, in terms of issues, uh, Ohioans are telling us that it's the economy, it's the economy, it's the economy. Uh, you know, and certainly uh, issues that also concern voters are things like whether our democracy is threatened, uh, crime, uh, abortion but overwhelmingly it's the economy and they're making a decision as to which party, which candidate is going to do better. One really fascinating thing about Ohio that we found in our poll is there's a lot of ticket splitters in Ohio. Uh, Currently in the exact same poll, we show Governor Mike DeWine with a very comfortable 24 point lead over his Democratic challenger Nan Whaley. But so there are a significant number of voters, about 12% of all Ohio voters who told us, you know what? I'm going to vote for Mike DeWine, but I'm also going to vote for Tim Ryan. So it's the ticket splitting that is making this race razor thin. And oftentimes in elections, uh, we see folks uh, come home, as we say, to their own party. So this momentum moving in Vance's direction is probably a, a bad sign right now for Tim Ryan.
0: Now, what about uh, so so? That's the uh, the independence. I mean, when you, are you when you say independence, are you referring to undecided voters and independence interchangeably, or we just every poll that you see seems to show around nine percent still undecided. Now, are we still seeing that, or is that group starting to narrow?
1: We have a small group of people in our poll who tell us that they are undecided. You know, right now it's about nine percent. Although a couple of those folks told us, you know what, I may vote for governor, but I may not even vote in this race. So that 7%, that 8 9% who fall in the undecided uh, column, they, they're sort of weak voters at this point. They may not all mm-hmm. vote. Um, so right now, uh, given how razor thin this vote is, you take a look at some of the crosstabs. Um, Tim Ryan leads very strongly amongst women. J.D. Vance leads very strongly amongst men. There could be some interesting conversations taking place around kitchen tables in the state of Ohio because uh, there are there is a real gender gap. There's also regional differences, um, certainly the more urban areas, uh, certainly around Cleveland, for example, favor Congressman Ryan. Other areas of the state, the um, uh, the southwest, for example, uh, the eastern part of the state uh, favor uh, J.D. Vance. So this one is going to come down to the final pitch that these candidates are gonna make. I know they're gonna be on stage together uh, one more time before the election. Uh, and really this is gonna come down to which of these candidates in their final pitch can move those couple of still persuadable voters, uh, one column to the other. The other issue as always in these elections is turnout, turnout, turnout. Uh, which campaign is gonna generate uh, that last bit of enthusiasm that's gonna get some uh, of their voters to turn out. When you look at numbers we have Virtually all Democrats, 92 percent, say I'm going to vote for Ryan. Virtually all Republicans, 90 percent, say they're going to vote for Vance. It's a question of whether they can get them to the polls, um, get them to vote, uh, because every vote appears like it's going to count in this race.
0: So are you seeing anything that indicates if there's any enthusiasm gap between the two of them? I mean, are the the 90 percent Democrats saying they're voting for Ryan very likely to vote, or the uh, the 90% Republicans for Vance, are they all very likely to vote, or does one have maybe more enthusiasm among their base?
1: Yeah, and in our poll, it's, it's a slight difference, but we're seeing a little bit more enthusiasm on the Vance side. Uh, amongst the Vance voters, they're slightly more likely to say, I am absolutely certain that I'm going to vote. Um, Ryan, a couple of points uh, lower in terms of that enthusiasm. The other great variable in this race, I think, is Mike DeWine and the role that he's going to play. Um, Certainly, uh, interestingly, uh, Mike DeWine is uh, overwhelmingly popular across the state. He doesn't have all Republican support. He's got about 27 percent of Republicans who say I have an unfavorable opinion of Mike Mm -hmm. DeWine. Still, when it comes to who are you voting for, the Republicans come home and they say overwhelmingly they're going to vote for Mike DeWine. So there is a bit of a question, as I pointed out, we've got ticket splitters. Um, is that gonna happen when people actually cast their vote? We saw a little bit of a decline a month ago, 15% of Ohioans were, were splitting the ticket and voting DeWine Ryan. That's fallen now by three points to 12% of Ohioans. You know, If indeed when people actually go to cast their vote, if they tend to run across the Republican line, Uh, It does look as though whether Mike Devine is doing this intentionally or not, that he may give a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of a push to the campaign of J.D. Vance.
0: I see. And and so, I mean, back to the 9% undecideds, um, because you said something I thought was kind of interesting, and I've wondered if might be the case, which is that they're not necessarily undecided between Ryan and Vance. They're undecided between one of the candidates or just staying home.
1: Right, I mean, both of these candidates have relatively high unfavorable. And we say if you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Tim Ryan, uh, five points more. Say I have an unfavorable opinion than have a favorable. He's a 37 favorable, a 42 unfavorable. About one in five voters say, ah, I'm not really sure. I don't know enough about him. Um, And JD Vance has a a negative nine points, 35 favorable, 44 unfavorable. So certainly. There are some uh, some Ohioans who have a negative view of both of them. And so that leads to that famous hold your nose vote. Uh, and that is no doubt where some of these people who are either undecided or at this point telling us, you know what, I'm not going to vote for either of these candidates. They may end up casting a, a vote on Election Day.
0: Right. right. I mean, both of these candidates, certainly there are cases to be made amongst their base for why they might be unfavorable. Ryan, because he's certainly running a very centrist campaign and the progressives in his party could uh, that could turn some of them off, even as it attracts some independents. Vance, uh, you know, you may recall before Donald Trump endorsed him, there was a letter signed by state or or county GOP chairs from across the state begging him to endorse someone else. So there was certainly some mistrust there also. Are you seeing that um, still playing a role? And that may be why they both have some high unfavorables or the unfavorables more amongst the independents?
1: Well, a couple of other things that I think are important to take a look at. Uh, We also asked the question is, who do you want to control the two houses of Congress? Do you want Republicans to control both houses? Do you want Democrats to control both houses? Or do you want a mix? And right now uh, in Ohio, and this has remained relatively consistent in the two polls that we did, um, there's a seven point margin of Ohio voters who say, I prefer Republicans control both houses, 40 to 33. It was 41-31 a month ago. So there's this underlying um, support. And as you know, Ohio went by uh, about eight points for Donald Trump in the last presidential election. So there is that sense that uh, there's this underlying view that uh, um, a plurality anyways of Ohioans have that I'd rather have Republicans. I think Republicans are better on things like uh, the economy controlling cost of living. uh, And so that may assist J.D. Vance. On the other hand, when we looked at Who'd you vote for in a 2020 election and, and who are you voting for for Senate? Of those who say they voted for Joe Biden, virtually all, 92%, say I'm going to vote for Tim Ryan. However, of the folks who said they voted for Donald Trump, that drops a little bit to 85% of, of the Trump voters who say that they're going to vote for J.D. Vance. In fact, 7% of uh, Trump voters, or that's 4% of all voters, say I voted for Trump. But now I'm going to vote for Ryan. So we see a a little bit of a movement in a, I think, an unsuspected way uh, from uh, former Trump voters who are now saying that they would prefer Tim Ryan to J.B. Vance.
0: So do you think that that goes back to, you know, Ohio was for years and years always considered that bellwether state, that swing state? It could go either way after going for Donald Trump by eight points twice in a row. There seems to be a sense that it's just solidly a red state. But is it possible that it actually is a swing state? It's not necessarily a Republican state, but it was a Trump state. And without Trump on the ballot, it's a lot purpler. Well,
1: it's certainly a different sort of swing state um, because you have, uh, if you look at Biden and Trump, for example, um, Biden has a consistent favorability rating that's 19 points negative, 39 favorable, 58. <coughs> Um uh excuse me, 39 favorable, 58 negative, unfavorable. And that's the same last month as it was this month. That's nearly 20 points underwater. Uh former President Trump, on the other hand, has a 4550, only five points underwater. So certainly uh former President Trump is seen more favorably in Ohio than is the current president Joe Biden. Uh, so it does look as though uh it's you know, Ohio is a red shade of purple, still. You have another United States Senator who is a Democrat. So Ohioans, I think, uh, see themselves as uh, not necessarily only voting party line, but looking for those candidates who know what's best for the people of Ohio, uh, who can address and can do their part, whether it's in the governor's house, uh, the presidency, or in the United States Senate, passing votes that can uh, assist the people of Ohio. And clearly both Ryan and Vance are trying to say that they are the the candidate. They're the senator uh, who can best represent the people of Ohio. And right now, at dead even, with this underlying sense of a reddish purple, uh, it looks like um, Ryan's really got to do a a strong closing argument in order to keep even or try to some way move a couple of those undecideds uh, over to his column.
0: So basically for for Vance he needs to turn out the vote. For Ryan he needs to turn out the vote and also get a few of those independents to vote for him and the rest to you know if they're distasteful for both maybe sit this one out. I need a few of you. That's that's the Ryan thought process. Right.
1: They they both have their own calculus. I I think if you look at these um uh, ticket splitters, certainly Ryan needs people It it, it looks to us like Mike DeWine uh, is in a a very, very strong position to get reelected. And uh, somehow Ryan's got to either hold on or increase the number of voters who are walking in there and voting for Mike DeWine and in his case, voting for Tim Ryan. J.D. Vance is saying, um, you know, come home, come back to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm the Republican candidate. You're voting for Mike DeWine. Um, I represent the um, the Republican agenda, uh, and so if you're looking for a a conservative candidate, if you're looking for someone who's going to work against um, the um, the Biden agenda, um, which clearly is unpopular by 19 points in Ohio, then he's going to say, "Come to me." You know, Ryan I think has been walking that tightrope. Uh, he's got some history to support it uh, that he's nobody's man but his own. Uh, he's not a a rubber stamp vote for Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi. In fact, he's you know uh, opposed Pelosi. Uh, he says he wouldn't vote in lockstep with uh, with Joe Biden, and he needs to walk that line because he knows that Biden is unpopular by 20 points in a state in which he's trying to win election.
0: And certainly, Ohio voters are a little unpredictable as far as that goes. I mean, Ryan has won by big margins his House seat when Donald Trump has won the state by big margins. Sherrod Brown has won handily during the Trump era in the same election where Mike DeWine won the governor's office. Um, And so... I guess if you had to make any sort of a prediction as to which way it's breaking, I know you said that some of the momentum seems to be with Vance, but we're really, really locked. I mean, would you predict that Vance pulls this out or do you think Ryan could? I mean, I know that's not entirely your <laughs> your realm, but you know, we're in right. crystal ball territory here. What what do you think? I, I think this one's gonna be uh razor
1: thin. I think that um, you know, really we're talking about closing argument uh and turnout. Um I think that um Uh, You know, Ryan has, um, you know, against some odds. You know, earlier in the campaign, of course, he was arguing that he wasn't getting the support from the Democratic National Committee that other candidates were getting, that apparently they didn't think um, in uh, purple slash red Ohio he had a shot. Um, But uh, I think our polling, uh, our friends at Maris who were out today, other polls have all shown this to be uh, an extremely close race. I don't think that I've seen any outliers that have um, you know, pushed this race um, outside the margin of error. So that's where, where it is. And it is a different sort of race to have an incumbent governor who appears poised to win quite handily, um, yet a United States Senate race um, where you have um, a Democrat and Republican, uh, you know, sitting congressman, uh, J.D. Vance, um, new to politics um, that uh, are this close. It, it does have Ohio stand out is a little different than most of the other states that we're looking at in this cycle, where we tend to see in most cases uh, where there is a gubernatorial and a United States Senate race, that they tend to be running relatively together. You take a look like a state like Florida, for example, um, you know, even uh, a state like Wisconsin, um, where a um, couple of very close races, um, but uh, we don't see the type of spread that we're seeing here in Ohio where the governor is up by 24, but yet the United States Senate race is dead even. So Ohioans are really saying we're going to make our own decision, um, you know, and we're prepared. We're prepared to vote, not necessarily lockstep party. Um, So I think that Ohioans are going to listen uh, the next time the two candidates are on stage um, and they're going to make a, you know, a decision. You know, as I said, you know, Uh, Most of the polling that we're seeing, most of the national uh, polling that tries to get at uh, the energy of the campaign, uh, we've seen what was a a surplus of Democratic energy over the summer, right on through Labor Day, has started to shift, and uh, we're seeing more enthusiasm on the Republican side, you know, and if that's the case, that can only benefit J.D. Vance in this race.
0: Well, I thank you very much for your time. I, uh, you know, I, I look at the polls every morning and I try and glean everything I can from them. But I, you know, I could geek out on this for hours and hours and hours and try and see what the uh, the little trend lines are. And it seems like this one, it's almost uh, almost impossible to look for where the <laughs> where the trend is heading. Right. So uh, so we'll keep watching. I appreciate right, well, your time very much.
1: Thanks for inviting me. A pleasure speaking with you. Call anytime.
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Yep. Bye-bye.